Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 134 in Edmonton. Zero positive tests again this week in the uh, NHL bubble, which is uh, great news. I don't know if anybody saw the story in New York Times last week. I uh, had a couple uh, writers from the States, uh, and they're, I will say they, they tend to be very uh, liberal uh, individuals on political issues. Uh, but some of uh, the story that ran in the New York Times on the 9th stated that some of the nation's leading public health experts are raising a new concern in the endless debate over the coronavirus testing in the U.S. The standard tests are diagnosing huge numbers of people who may be carrying relatively insignificant amounts of the virus. Uh, it's an interesting conversation, to say the least, but uh, that sort of struck me as, uh, well, because there's industries that have been absolutely devastated as a result of the virus. I think anybody listening to the show right now fundamentally uh, gets that to the point that I'm sitting here hosting the show uh, from my house in uh, my humble abode in the city's south side. Reed Wilkins uh, does his thing uh, when there's not uh, Stanley Cup conference and uh, Stanley Cup final playoff action uh that are preempting his show on a regular basis. And that is where we're going to go next on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. We are joined by Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports. Hi, Reed. How are you doing? Doing well, Bob. How are you? Good. Uh, have you missed not hosting the show the last three or four days? Yes, I, I do, because I really like hosting the show. And it's a, a time of year when there's, well, th- this year is a time of year when there's a lot to talk about because a lot of things happening that usually happen in May and June are are happening now with the conference finals and uh, the Raptors going to game seven. Unfortunately, that didn't work out. And then you bundle in that the NFL started yeah. on, on the weekend. So it would have been a cool time to host a couple of shows uh, late last week. But hey, uh, people like live sports. So I understand I got to step aside sometimes. Uh, absolutely. You know, Reed, it's interesting. One of the benefits to traveling uh, to the States uh for Jack and myself is we both love football and uh, football in the States in fall is the big deal. College football on Saturdays, NFL on Sundays. You're a huge CFL guy. How much have you missed uh, not having a chance to see the EE football team play? 
Well, I should mention too, Bob, I, I'm also a really big NFL fan. I, I, I'm not in anywhere near your category for the NCAA. I, I enjoy the, the Final Four tournament that they've had the last few years, but just following it week to week, uh, I find, and I know there's power conferences and star players and bigger programs to watch, but I, it's just a little too much for me uh, week to week with the number of teams they have. Uh, the CFL, it, it really, really hit me last weekend going into labor day doing the shows that week and realizing there was not the the dialogue about uh, how is edmonton going to do against calgary how are the teams shaping up going into the second half of the season and for a lot of people that's when the interest in the cfl really ramps up so uh you know i've missed it i i you know i i still have season's tickets to the eskimos i live really close to commonwealth stadium so walking to the games and going to the games with my mom and dad has uh been a hole as well but it really sunk in labor day when you're not even watching you know the winnipeg and saskatchewan game that's always on on the sunday that usually kind of gets it rolling yeah it's 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 been different i I do think the league is going to be back look bob i'm 46 years old you're old now probably i'm getting i'm getting there probably one of my earliest memories is is hearing somebody tell me or hearing on a television or reading a newspaper that the cfl is on its last legs i mean this is a league that people have been writing off uh my entire life and it keeps going along and yes things have changed and they have some things to to work on i think but but it but it always has I, i'm confident the league will be back i think it's a chance to look at some things i hope they use this time wisely i, I like i don't know if it would fly financially i i think they should go back to a 16 game schedule uh, i mean i like seeing edmonton and calgary play i like seeing edmonton and saskatchewan play i don't need to see it three or four times a year i think a home and home is fine and and i think that I, I really think Bob that they they gotta bring some of the the unpredictability and, and big plays back to the game. And and I know there are always those ha- handful of CFL games a year where there is a dramatic comeback late. But I just feel a, a lot of the the big returns have gone out of the game. Absolutely. And I think a lot of the big passing plays have gone out of the game. And and I think I, – I, I know fans want to get the calls right, and I know officials get criticized. I think it's time to get rid of the video review for pass interference because defensive coordinators are playing zone defense because if you're in a zone, it's less likely you're going to commit a foul. And then the thing is, though, it's also less likely you're going to give up a big play over the top. I, I think they I, they get rid of that and and bring bring some of the chucking back. I don't know if it's ever going to go back to the Matt Dunnigan days, but but brings brings some of the the uh, the bigger plays back and and you know running backs that can come out of the backfield and, and make catches and run after the catch. And I think that's going to bring some excitement back too. So, Reed, in this time of COVID and the pandemic, you know, you got a lot of extra time. And uh, I've watched extensively a lot of games from the late 60s and the 70s in college. It was boring. There were not teams. <laughs> there, there were teams that didn't open it up offensively. And, and you know, NFL, watching NFL uh, repeats of games from the 70s and 80s, and they, they were low scoring, and, and quarterbacks were thrown 22, 23 times a game. And, Reed, I'm going to contrast that. Like, the CFL in the 70s and 80s was exciting. And what's happened is the NFL and the NCAA opened up their offenses, and they the rules favored the offensive players and the offensive teams. And, the, and it's brought a different type of player 
into, and I look at the CFL, and it's not, and, and I think you bring up a great point. I'm sorry, man, I hate to be that guy, but the, the, like, there's nowhere near the offensive firepower and type of games that over the last three or four years that there was 20 or 25 years ago. So they got to find a way to open up the offense even more in the CFL. Yeah, I, I'm with you there, Bob. And it's you mentioned how the NFL, and I, I still think I, the CFL was still pretty wide open in the 90s. I mean, don't forget Flutie yep, was playing sure, and, yep. and throwing for five, 6,000 yards. But it's it, when you go back, and I, I always reference this player. I think you and I have talked about this off air. Troy Aikman, who would have been a premier quarterback in his career, especially from 90 to 95, fair yep. enough if we use yep. those years, sure. never threw for more than 3,500 yards in a season. Like, if you're a starter now in the NFL and you throw for 3,500 yards, if you're under four, games, th- if you're, you're under in the four CFL th- next year, right? If you're under, if right? you're under 4,000, if you're under 4,000, that's less than 250 yards per game, right? If you're under yeah. 4,000 yards. So, so it, it shows you how the NFL opened it up. Now, it's different here. Dallas had Emmett Smith. They had a great old line. The salary cap hadn't, sure. uh, I don't think it fully kicked in until I want to say it was a 94 or 95, Bob. Maybe Brandon can check that. But, yeah. but, but still, it just shows you how you know winning and winning an NFL game uh, twenty to ten, and and thinking that you dominated offensively. Those those days are long gone. Well, look at you know now we've got guys like Mahomes and Lamar Jackson that have been the league MVPs the last couple of years, and how electrifying they are, and their quarterbacks that can run you know uh, different types of offenses than maybe we've seen in the past. The whole league is oriented towards more offense. All right, let's switch the focus to the playoffs. Reed, you and me had Dallas. Way back a year ago in September, uh, end of September, we had Dallas to win the uh, the West. I moved off of that pick in the playoffs and went to Vegas. I think you stuck with Dallas, so kudos to you. It's not done yet. But are you surprised Dallas is up 3-1 against Vegas? Uh, yeah, I'm surprised they're up 3-1. I, th- I thought it would probably be 2-2 uh, after, because I think I said Dallas in six for the series. But look, and I know we're going to talk about goaltending. Hudobin is playing outstanding. It's funny, Bob, because when I picked Dallas, Ben Bishop was a big part of the reason I picked Dallas. But it's been Hudobin great in net. But I also like Dallas because of the defense. Haskinen, uh, Klingberg, Lindell, you know, they can all skate. They can all move the puck. They can all help offensively. Uh, Alexiak is having a great playoff. And then you got Andre Secker, who we appreciated here in Edmonton for the, f- for the few years he was here. And, and now he's playing that number five role and doesn't have to play as much. And we know that he can go back and get the puck and move it out. And he's still a very good passer. And we saw him make a nice play for the game seven overtime goal. So I I've been, I've been a little higher on Dallas the, throughout all this than, than, than a lot of you guys. Uh, and, and I think too, they're, they're scoring. I mean, especially earlier in the playoffs, they're scoring at a much higher rate than they have over the past couple of regular seasons. And some of that maybe is just getting hot at the right time or, or guys coming through in the postseason. But they, they, they've been fun to watch. I mean, that series against Colorado, that to me, that's unless something incredible happens over the last couple of rounds, I, I think that's the series of the playoffs. Those games are just unpredictable, back and forth, goals in bunches, wild momentum swings, a little bit of nastiness. That was just a great series. But the stars look look very good. You know, Bonus seems to have a lot of energy on the on the bench. For, for the, you got the Edmonton angle with Laxdahl and Nelson both on the coaching staff. So, um, you know, if people still have that that sentiment in their heart, that's another reason to pull for them. But I, I guess I'm surprised it's 3-1, but um, 
again, I, I really did pick them to win the series. I, I think my pick over Colorado was probably more stubbornness than actually thinking they were going to win. But I actually thought they were going to beat Vegas, and I think they'll finish it off. Well, uh, what's interesting with Colorado, Reid, is they didn't have Eric Johnson. That's, that was a, Eric, Eric Johnson, I had this conversation with Jack today. Eric Johnson might be one of 15 defensemen in the league that you can put out against McDavid or Drysaddle. And I, I say that, and McDavid's got unbelievable numbers against Colorado all the time. He's got like 21 points in 12 games or something like that. Anyhow, uh, you know, he, he, he's, he's a very underrated defenseman around the league. They didn't obviously have like the injuries that were suffered and i know bishop didn't play for he played one game against colorado but the issues i mean you're down on your number three goalie for colorado that series could have either you know the margin was so tight true kudos kudos for you for calling it but went it to overtime in game seven and colorado was down to their third string goaltender did not have their best defenseman you take the best defenseman and the third jake ottinger in goal for dallas they don't beat colorado so it's that simple uh the other series tampa bay is there a lesson at like no one's comparing the orders of this year to Tampa Bay of last year. Last year, Tampa Bay was a great team that didn't get it done, got bounced out first round of the playoffs. Edmonton was a good team this year that got bounced out in the first round of the playoffs. Tampa Bay had more depth and went and got more depth. Uh, is there a lesson in that for Edmonton, which needs to add some depth? Bob? I think what we, first of all, what we're learning from seeing the Lightning playing this year is that anger and embarrassment can be great motivators. I mean, if you have to think after winning over 60 games last year and then not even winning a game against Columbus, and that had to be pretty embarrassing. And, and, and I would hope it made them angry. And, and I, to, to reference that to the Oilers, I, I do hope that that's a little bit of what the Oilers felt after the Chicago series. Sure, the different circumstances and the Oilers were favored, but not an overwhelming favorite, what Tampa Bay was last year. But I, I think the Lightning took that uh, as a lesson. They didn't, they didn't mope about it. And, and now you've seen what it's done for them in the postseason this year. As for the depth... I, look, here here are some spots for the Oilers. I, I think they need another defenseman or two that can go back and get the puck quickly and get it going up the, the ice the other way. They might have one or two of those guys. Well, they do have one or two of those guys internally. It's just a matter of when they're actually going to play. Probably not both of them this year. I, and you and I have discussed the third line extensively. Uh, I... Well, correct me if I'm wrong here, Bob. I, I, I'm probably a little stronger that they need an entire third line uh, or maybe at least two guys on the third line because Archibald can play there. I, I think you've told me in the past that you think maybe just the third line center could transform that. And again, the goaltending has to be upgraded. And and I'm, I, I'm, I know maybe I'm contradicting myself a little bit by saying that because I would give the goaltenders a passing grade for the regular season. But that's a different animal than the postseason. And when it got into that four-game series against Chicago, Crawford didn't have great stats, but in the end, he stole a game. And neither Oilers goaltender didn't. Koskinen, 15th in save percentage last season among the goaltenders who played enough minutes to qualify. So that's pretty good, middle of the pack, but he only played 38 games. When he played 55 games the previous year, he was 38th in save percentage at 906. I, I think Koskinen is, is a pretty good backup if he plays 30 to 35 games. I, I still think I would love to see the Oilers get a goaltender who could play 50 to 55. 
uh, you know, I know we've both been throwing names out there on our shows for the past several weeks. Um, you know, I, I, I personally, I wouldn't write off a guy like Matt Murray. I, I know he's had a couple of se- bad off seasons, I guess. I wouldn't say bad seasons, but he's also won a couple of Stanley Cups, and he's only 26 years old. He's somebody I would look at. I, I know you've discussed Flurry and Leonard and Holtby and all those type of guys who might come in on, on a shorter deal. But, but I think that that is job one for the Oilers is to is to bring in a goaltender that can limit Koskinen's appearance. And I'm not saying to eliminate Koskinen, but keep him to 30 to 35 games because I think he's better in, in, in that type of usage. And as we've seen over and over again, and we're reminded of this every postseason, there is no position on the ice that is transformative to a team as a strong goaltender. And I know there are McDavid's and Dreisaitl's and McKinnon's and Hughes's in the world that are outstanding players and obviously help their teams win. But there's nothing like the guy. I mean, look what Demko like, like Vancouver was getting drilled by Vegas and they were one bounce away from taking a lead late in game seven and maybe winning that series because of what Demko was doing. And I'll even go back to when the Oilers made the playoffs in 16, 17 Connor McDavid won the league MVP. If, if Oilers fans had voted for, for the team MVP, it might've been a split between McDavid and Talbot. I mean, when the Oilers won a game that year, Talbot was, usually a candidate to be one of the three stars, if if not one of the three stars in the game. All teams give up great scoring chances at some point, and every team has players that can generate them against the other opponents. So you need that goaltender to come up with those big saves. So that's why, you know, if, I, if, I, if, if this was over the summer and you could tell me, okay, Ken Holland can only upgrade one position set on the team, it would absolutely be goaltender for me. Well, that's what he's going to do. That's where the priority takes place, right? So you're going to be a happy man. Final Good. question. I uh, I talked at the start of the show about a, a, a Netflix documentary about a uh, case of a couple of men disappearing in Iceland in the 1970s, and these six individuals that got charged for it. It's called Out of Thin Air, and it was brilliantly done, and it totally sucked you in at the beginning because it had you thinking, oh, these guys did this, they were thugs. And then as the story goes on, you find out that there were some things that occurred that... Uh, you know, some constitutional rights that were significantly violated. Uh, and you don't expect that in a country like Iceland. Have you seen anything on Netflix over the course of the last couple of weeks, Reed, that uh, made you go, wow? Uh, well, it's not on Netflix. It's on Amazon Prime. And I've been watching. <laughs> it's, it's not a doc. Is, it, does it, it doesn't have to be a documentary, does it? Can no, it just, something, just something. I'm, I'm currently watching The Boys on Amazon Prime, and I absolutely love it. It What's is, it about? Uh, it, it's a, it's about a group of superheroes who are controlled by a corporation and a, uh, another group of uh, people trying to take them down. Uh, it is very dark. It is very funny. Quite frankly, it is uh, often gory and perverse and I love it, but it's not for everybody. <laughs> Well, uh, it's not the first nor the last. It's with Carl Urban, the guy. It's with Carl Urban, the guy who played uh, McCoy in the Star Trek reboot, and he was Judge Dredd in the most recent Judge Dredd movie. There you have it, Reed. No one's going to judge you for being perverse. So, uh, (laughs) good. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us, Reed, and we'll talk next Monday. Okay. Okay. See you, Bob. From Inside Sports, that is Reed Wilkins. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It is 1.52 at Edmonton. And we'll get to this day in Oilers history. Tell you another story or two when we return on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Mike, it's 154 in Edmonton. This text comes in saying, hey, Bob, Reed, and Brendan, on upgrading goaltending, does Stuart Skinner still have a chance in the future from camshaft? He does. Uh, I think that he needs to be one of the two goaltenders in the minors next season in Bakersfield. And if it's me, I sign a number three organizational goaltender with a strong AHL background that's more experienced than Skinner. So Skinner doesn't have to be your number one guy. Uh, so you can continue to grow and develop him. Now, if he wrestles that number one job away during the course of the next couple of years, that would be great. Oh, and I'd have, if you're going to sign that type of goaltender, a number three organizational goaltender with NHL experience, um, I would, I would look to sign a guy to a two year deal on a one way contract. You're going to need to do that for expansion purposes. Again, you can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. Royal Pizza Pizza Pass and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options. For a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. To this day in Oilers history, it is David DeHarnay's birthday. He turns 34 today. He is currently playing over in Switzerland. Of course, he scored, um, what, the lone playoff overtime goal for the Oilers in the last 14 years, dating back to 2006, Game 5 against the uh, San Jose Sharks. It helped swing that series. Oilers came back from 3-1 down, knocked off the Sharks in 6 Brendan Escott has another This Day in Oilers history for you. Back in 1979, the Oilers signed undrafted free agent defenseman Charlie Huddy. Huddy went on to win five Stanley Cups as a member of the Oilers, one of only seven players to do so, and would ultimately return to Edmonton to coach from 2000 until 2009 as an assistant. That's what he does now, except with the Winnipeg Jets. He's a great guy, uh, very uh, devoid of any ego. He's done a tr- – he and Steve Smith, that, that experience – hey, the Oilers got a good uh, coach, Jim play for now as well i think defense is a position where you've you you, you need the coach to be a guy who's played in the nhl and there's a lot of pressure on defense and uh charlie how do you said he had a great run with edmonton he's having a great run with the winnipeg jets as well he did 
excellent work this year. The Jets, I mean, think about it. They lost three right shot options between Bufflin's retirement, uh, losing uh, Tyler Myers to free agency, who they wouldn't have lost if they known that Bufflin was going to retire, and then trading Truba. Uh, Charlie Huddy played a factor in that team uh, having a decent year this year. And if they don't get the injuries that they got with Shifley and Line, maybe we're talking a different outcome against Calgary in that play-in series. Tonight, Game 5, the Dallas Stars have a chance to close out the Vegas Golden Knights 6 p.m. puck drop here on 630 Chet tomorrow. Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta probably presenting the 91st running of the Canadian Derby Sunday, September 27th at Century Mile. Fan access is limited, but you can watch and wager online at hbibet.com. We're going to have a an Oiler alum, a special guest. That's all I'm going to say right now. Stay tuned. Coming up on tomorrow's show and Sportsnet color analyst Drew Remenda as well. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Followed by the 6.30 Jet Afternoons with Jalen Nye. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Jet.